Welcome to Brain Fry, the new and improved version of Quiz Time India. We are in season 3 of the podcast. Season 3 comes to you after a long wait and our intent is to make it bigger and better. So fasten your seat belts and put on your thinking caps. The show is about to begin. Brain Fry season 3 of the Quiz Time India podcast. This is your host and quiz master Aditya. Did you know IKEA the company gets its name from the founder's initials IK from Ingvar Kamprad, E for Emtard, the farm he grew up in, and A for Agunyard, the nearby village. And now moving on to this week's podcast. The format is simple. As your host, I will tell you and our contestants some stories followed by a question. Each of the stories will have clues hidden inside. The contestant to crack the most questions wins. Having said that, let me remind you the real true objective of the show is to learn new things, to be curious about the world around us, to give you, the listener, some food for thought. So, if you get to know anything interesting, some trivia from this show, you are the true winner. Also, since we are talking about you winning, While the two contestants of today's show trade trivia with me, you the audience can also win. There will be an audience question at the very end of this episode. You can answer that question and win some cool prizes. And this was the audience question in last week's episode. Formulated in 1906 by Hafiz Abdul Majid using selected herbs and syrups from a form of traditional medicine. This is a drink that would help come to heat strokes and prevent water loss now which drink are we talking about and the correct answer was of course roo apsa and it was given by naman who goes by unhoni_mau on instagram congratulations naman on your win i'll be getting in touch with you soon if you also want to win like naman you can send in your answers via social media or email The links are in the description the handles are in the description or you can also send in your replies on Spotify although I must say on Spotify there is no way for me to message you that you have won so I hope you better be listening to all the episodes now let us get quizzing our contestants from the past week were Bertie Ashley and Sai Ganesh this is part 2 of the episode the match so far has been in favor of Sai but i would request you to check out the previous part if you haven't already here is the latest episode of brain fry and let me tell you today's episode took some wild turns here it goes sai since bertie took the first question in round 1 this time around you will be taking the first question over the years south african cricket team has failed to win any multinational tournament excluding the tri nation series and all of those but in 1998 the team consisted of the likes of young jackalis uh, shawn pollock antini and there were few experienced people also and it was a relatively successful year for them as they managed to win not one but two multinational tournaments the same year one of them was a icc knockout trophy uh, which later was renamed as champions trophy after the change of the format can you tell me which was the other tournament which south africa won that year well, which year was this um 
So that means minimum of three teams. Is that the definition no, of multi? Much more, much more. So that's much what we more. are not talking about the three to four nation Triangular. tournaments. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. All of those. We're talking about the entire gamut. There was no Champions League because there was no T Twenty. There was no. Was there some Singapore tournament? It was in Kuala Lumpur, if that helps. I mean, ah, I can yeah, like that. there was this phase when ICC was doing some random places, Kuala Lumpur, Singapore. Not the Hong Kong Sixes, no, none of Hong those. Hong Kong Sixes was another one. Toronto was yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah, but none of those. Um, okay, then I'll say something like some senior citizens, sorry, uh, retired players tournament. <laughs> interesting, but no. <laughs> interesting, really interesting, but no. No, pass. Bertie? Would you like to give it a shot? Okay, first of all, I don't follow cricket. Uh, even though I have written two books about cricket. <laughs> Second is, 1998, I was a small boy. I was a baby. So, obviously, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, I was a very small boy. I was a very young. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, uh, oh, oh, the Women's Cricket Club. The Women's Cricket Club. Oh. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Damn it. That's a very hey, that's good a guess. That's a very good guess. Whenever you're in doubt like this, so this is a tip for all uh, uh, upcoming budding quizzers. If there's a question on cricket you don't know an answer, either say Sachin Tendulkar or say women's cricket. Like it has to I be... I think if it's about, also if it's about, uh, you know, like history Google. and politics, say Hitler. Yeah, but... Okay, so uh, yeah. What, what is the answer for this? The correct answer was they won the first ever Commonwealth Games gold medal. The tournament took place, Commonwealth Games, the tournament Uh took place in Kuala Lumpur and has never been played since. (laughs) Cricket has not been part of the Commonwealth Games. This is a very good question. It was reintroduced last year, finally in the T20 format for women where India lost to Australia in the finals, thus winning a silver medal. But South Africa has won a gold in cricket in Commonwealth Games. Wow. Okay, even the Commonwealth Cricket, the Brits didn't win. Very sad. (laughs) No, but I love this question, you know, that the only place that South Africa has won a legitimate or some sort legitimate is actually not a legitimate yeah. tournament. Like it's Commonwealth. <laughs> like it's a... Yeah, Commonwealth in Kuala Lumpur. But would you take a World Cup win or an Olympic gold? World Cup win. Olympic gold. Oh. I mean, not for a sport like cricket. Like even basketball, for example, no one takes it seriously <laughs> that US wins or... What the Olympic gold? I think it has better currency. Yes. That's one Literally currency. My point is, an Olympic is a huge party. For a week, you get to hang out to all these dancers. If you're winning there, then, oh, dude, you deserve it. <laughs> hey, no one talks about uh, dating scenes in uh, athletic games. I'm sure it must be like a thing, right? Like, I remember those stories when uh, national games was happening. I yeah, think it still is. It is, right? Yeah. There is a thing around it. It, it's it almost is, like that Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. By, by the way, do you know one of the... Yander Pace was conceived at Olympics. The, I've heard the story, yes. It's true, it's true. It's, it's not It's not a story. It's, it, it's, they, it has been condemned. But here's the thing. For Beijing Olympics, they had to send an actual uh, PDF. which said, uh, due to sustainability reasons, we are building the bed out of sustainable material, which means you cannot have more than two people on the bed, so do not have orgies. No, they didn't say that. <laughs> they just said don't have to more than two people on the bed, but yeah. they didn't specify for any reason. But it was sort of understood. You can't go beyond Athletes two. Athletes are having the life. I remember when Commonwealth Games happened in India. Uh, if you remember, there was a last minute rush to get the games on. And they build these uh, games village and places for uh, the athletes to stay. 
and the pipes got blocked within two days. And everyone went like, Are, uh, what bad, uh, you know, sports authority of India, what are you doing? And uh, then the people said, oh, there were too many condoms which got stuck in the drain. And that's why water couldn't pass. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, I didn't know this condom story. I remember it's again, it's like a decade or so back, but I do remember reading this. Holy shit. I'm just Googling. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm Googling, but I'm Googling condoms and <laughs> Olympic Games. Apparently... It's a thing that even in 2022 Birmingham Commonwealth Games, there were 100,000 condoms that were provided in athlete villages. Yeah. 100,000? Yeah. 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 And they, they have vending machines. They have vending machines for free. How many athletes are there? 100,000 is... Hello, sir. You don't use one per day now. Okay, what is... What is <laughs> I mean, you have to go play also. So I was just... Fair enough, fair so enough. So, I'm just reading about what you said, Aditya. Apparently, that is mm. true. During the 2010 Commonwealth Games in India, around 4,000 used condoms clogged the drains at the sports village. There you go. There I you mean, go. Yeah. I think this one on Reddit should be there. Hi, I'm Googling for condoms. <laughs> just edit that bit out. Put up. Like the beginning of the episode. <laughs> what does I finish doing in the middle of a quiz? <laughs> Yeah, what does I finish doing in the middle of a quiz? I just ended that bit out. I'm googling contents of Olympics. That's what I do. All right, so that was a, a nil nil. So we are still at two three. All right, Bertie, the next question for you. This popular organization, along with the Concord Music Group, started a label called Hear Music, as in the ability to hear music. So Hear Music, known and this. Label, Hear Music, went really popular when they signed Paul McCartney in 2007. Now, this organization is not usually something that you would relate to music. The name of the organization comes from the name of a young chief mate in Moby Dick. Now, this organization is a global organization. You know them for how well they have standardized their processes, their products, all of that. But there is one branch or office of this organization in Langley, USA, which is unique in its process. The fact that they do not follow one particular SOP, which they follow all across the world. Can you tell me which was this organization which got into the music business in 2007? Go for it, Bertie. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, I will continue the tradition of Sai saying this. And thank you for <laughs> choosing me. But yes. the fact that you asked a business question, question, not a music question, which is something that I'm not, brand which I don't know anything about. But one thing you yeah. said gave me the answer. Is that I'm also a big fan of literature, modern literature, uh-huh. American literature. Now, the thing is, the brand is not the same. Yeah. Because the brand has an S at the end. It says Starbucks. So, the first mate is Starbucks. And, yeah, which is where we get the name. Basically, Starbucks wanted to be called as a P code in the beginning. But then people realized it's weird and you can't say the name. Yes. And Star- so, Starbucks got, uh, got its name from the book Moby Dick. The coffee chain originally wanted to be called Cargo House or Pequod. So, Captain Ahab in Moby Dick oh. uh, had uh, this assistant called Pequod, which is P E Q U O D. But 
they liked Pequod, uh, but of course the brand people, when they said like, if someone asks like, can I get a glass of Pequod? It'll sound all kinds of wrong. So then they changed it. And Bertie, you were right. Uh, they found uh, in the maps, they found a place called Starbos. Uh, and then they took Starbucks and made it like, hey, there is a character called Starbuck. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is the next thing is I'm going to probably say this is what it's, it is. Starbucks is infamous when it comes to India and famous around the world for writing the names of the cups, especially wrong. I'm guessing Langley CIA and you don't want to know the name of the person. So that's the only place where you don't write the name of the person. Or if you do, you write some other name and your real name doesn't come out. It's the that most was, obvious that was the correct answer. That, that was exactly correct. what I was looking for. Because I knew that. I, I you stole my uh, moment of uh, yeah. Uh, when I was going to give this fun fact, uh, I'll just repeat what Bertie said, but I'll just do it better. Uh, in Langley, they don't write the names of the customers because of secrecy, because apparently everybody who works in the CIA or Pentagon is a secret agent. Uh, so, so Starbucks has decided like not to write their names on, even if you're, even if you're, even if you're just a procurement manager, your name will not be written yeah. because... Wasn't there... Uh... Uh, what is his name? Uh, the guy who leaked uh, the NSA papers. Uh, Snowden. Snowden. Didn't he take out uh, the pen drive in a coffee mug or something like that? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, 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 he did. He, did. Yeah, he was yeah, working yeah. at the same place, right? So I think he put it in a coffee mug and he just walked through it. He just strolled out. Yeah, strolled out. Yeah. Okay, since you almost was a music question, here's a random music question for both of you. So this person used to work at uh, Starbucks in Seattle. Right, and he was in front of the. He was one of those really nice people who used to be talking to all the people. He's a nice barista. People come, and then he always used to, you know, be one of those people who used to give the change and say, "Here, keep the change." Right, and then he and his brother formed a band, and they became very infamous. So, and they called the band after the fact that this was his favorite phrase to say when giving back the change. So, name the band. No, wait. You said brother, band. Go, sir. So I'm going to ignore Bertie's question and tell my own funda, right? So I know, <laughs> so I know one musician who's uh, named after small change because he wanted to bring a change in the music industry. His name is Fifty Cent. Uh, that's Fifty Cent. Acha, uh, <laughs> is he from Seattle? We don't no, know. He's not. No. I'm just sharing fun facts for the audience who's listening. I don't care about what both of you uh, are talking about. What the audience cares about the great stories and trivia that I'm coming up with. Please. Okay, here's, here's, here's your yeah. clue. Okay, both of you, here's your clue. Infamous, Infamous Canadian band. How many Canadian bands do we know? Like how many do come in Canadian bands? Infamous, infamous. Let me just ask Google Canadian bands. Is Pearl Jam? You know, uh, any of them? No, they're not Canadian. We right? don't even know. <laughs> I'll just tell you what Okay, I have to just, uh, you know, uh, fuck around with Bertie right now Okay, famous Canadian bands I'll start with that, okay Who are these bands? Tragically Hip Broken Social Scene Arcade Fire <laughs> Metric Lover Boy Some 41 That's a good band I, I know that Arcade Fire is good Some 41 Some 41 yeah. has some yeah. There are two famous bands also There's Rush and Bare Naked Ladies But I'm saying the rest are all so infamous there you go what Justin Bieber is uh, okay Sai yeah but he's not a band think of this he gave the change back what is this what, what do we call change for dollar <laughs> in Seattle <laughs> in Seattle bro Nickelback yes go 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 Sai oh. you got it oh. yes. infamous here's yeah. your famous 
I'm surprised Google when I when I type Canadian bands Google should <laughs> first option should be Nickelback. <laughs> Famous. That's why he said infamous. So he used to keep saying, "Here's your Nickelback." That's what he why used does, to say. Okay, let explain this to me. Both of you are music <laughs> geniuses. I never understood. I, I never knew that Nickelback gets a lot of hate online. Please explain to me, like I'm a five year old. Why does Nickelback get hate? Never made it as a wise man. I want to be a rock that star. That is a song. That's a song. <laughs> But I think it's just one of those internet memes which have just uh, gone beyond any logical reason. It's like, for that matter, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nickelback uh, singer's wife, Avril Lavigne, who's also a, quite a major artist. Oh, she's married to him. Yeah, was at least. Okay, okay, okay. X X. There is this internet uh, sort of a meme conspiracy that she has been dead for two decades now, ever since she. Broke out. Uh, there's a theory going on that she is dead. It's like Paul is dead from the Beatles era. Really, Avril is dead. Yeah, there is an internet theory. But 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 but, Aditya, uh, let me add to that. So I made a I made a post about this for Original Dog, which is a wonderful Instagram profile. People should follow for facts about music because I run it. And uh, thank you. Uh, where we have a series called Whatever Happened to WHT. So we did a series called Whatever Happened to Avril Lavigne. So Avril Lavigne. Actually, this is true. Had a very, very rare uh, disease, which forced her to be completely bedridden for uh, six to seven months, and she was completely, you know, uh, she had lost all her proteins, and uh, they had to give her some actually under clinical trial medical uh, medication to bring her out. But she did come out. She's well. She's not only well. She's released a new oh, album right. last year as well. Yeah. So that's that's where uh, it came from, like because maybe she, her appearance had changed considering the disease. So people thought maybe it's not her; she has been replaced by a a, a duplicate. Interesting. Wow. All right, uh, Sai, we move to your question. Next question: The first races of this kind were organized by criminals. Racing wasn't illegal, but all the people who were racing were involved in illegal businesses. And the reason why they started racing was because they thought, you know, we are always running away from the police. Who is the best and the fastest at it? So let us get together and let's start racing. That's how this race originated. Because idea is a you that means you know the car, you know how to drive, and also you know the roads and the routes and all of that. Now this uh, random weird competition caught a businessman's attention. Businessman's name was Bill France, and he said, "You know what? Let's legitimize this thing." So he made a sort of a company under whose brand name these races were held, and in fact, are still being held. The first race was in 1948. The races are still happening today, and now it has become like a not just a I'm not, we won't call it an event, but a sport in itself. Oh. It's it's got like tiers now. It's got levels, if I'm not mistaken. So you progress if you do well this year. You progress to the next level and the next level, and then you reach the top level. I I can't I can't. There's no pounds, no. No, there's no pounds in there. I was contemplating keeping a pounds and a like a flip. If you don't know a question, you put it on your opponent. Just but, a, yeah. a, a plug-in for my uh, invention. I invented something. Uh, I didn't invent pounds, but I invented something called uncivilized pounds, which is negative points for being uncivilized while pouncing, which is like shouting, interrupting people. Uh, 
So we should, if you're having pounds, you should have uncivilized pounds as well. Negative, so uncivilized. Oh, I'm not going to do well. Um, so it's an event. How has the, how's the reception been to an uncivilized pounds? Um, I believe I like if it. someone is I being like uncivilized, it. they won't really like it. But I like it. Uh, I think I always check my response to my ideas first. If I like it, then I pat myself on the back and then uh, we implement it. You also have to tell me what what are the criminals? Who are the criminals? That you, I will. But Asai, you don't have to tell that. You just tell yeah, me I, I, what this is, uh, is this. This is uncivilized quizzing. Like you're making your own questions to fit your answers. So, um, so I just tell me the name. Don't tell me who the criminals were. <laughs> what gangs they were in. So you mentioned cars. Um, so that takes out my other guesses that I had. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to say some form of drag racing. Need specific. So. The name of the company which runs it, and the name of the race. Sir, sir, drag racing is an is an event. Drag racing is an event. That's an answer. Okay, so my Actually, answer is drag is racing, an, which is, is incorrect. That's an yeah, yeah, that is incorrect. Oh, yeah, incorrect. I forgot yeah. about the thing. <laughs> Bertie, you want to give it a shot and also tell us who were these criminals? Bootleggers who wanted to carry bad alcohol or moonshine across borders, and they had uh, fitted out cars. And this is the reason we have the Indy 500, which led to the Formula One, which I'm a big and fan. So hey, is- come on! I thought of Indy 500, then I oh god! So Indy 500 is the answer. Yeah, they did. Okay, okay, okay. The, those races. Nice, nice. So all the Indy 500 was the very first official version of the bootleggers race. So the bootleggers obviously have been racing for ages and all that kind of stuff. And Bill Franks came and he made it. I know I forgot which company what it was, but that became the entity that became Indy 500. The answer was NASCAR, National uh, Association no, no, for. No, no, no. Is it? Is that? Bertie's is wrong. Is Indy that, is a type is of, it? is a race in the NASCAR calendar. Indy 500 is not the right. So Bertie doesn't get points for this. Okay. Uh-huh. Bertie the first doesn't get points was Indy 500. I was looking no, for no. NASCAR, uh, National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. And yes, you were right. I think that is the right answer. Aditya, I think. This is uncivilized sporting. This is uh, civilized I'll, I'll keep this. I'll keep, I'll keep this in mind. Like, if Bertie has a clear win, then probably we will allow it to pass. Half if points. he doesn't, then we'll bring it back. <laughs> I'm losing right now, so I'm, I'm hanging out for dear life. No, no, one second. I just want to clarify just for... Uh, so, is the fact about bootleggers correct? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, can you explain to me what bootlegging is and what it has to do with cars? So, there was prohibition in US back in the day. So alcohol uh, was banned. You couldn't have alcohol. Uh, just like in Maharashtra today, there is prohibition. Uh, you need a permit. Only few people can get it. And so thus uh, came up all these bootleggers who used to make spurious alcohol. And of course, the cops were against them or rather after them. So to get away from the cops and uh, uh, basically there was uh, alcohol being made in one state and being transported to the other state. So they needed people who could drive, who could drive really fast and who would not get caught. So they got uh, these cars and they basically tuned them so that they could drive fast. And of course, these guys had to know the tracks. They had Not the tracks, they weren't tracks then, but the routes, the inside routes and how do you get away. And then they started bragging like, this person is the fastest or someone else said, I am the fastest, I am the best. Until someone said, you know what, why don't we just put it into test one day, we put a track and we do this. Then came this guy, Bill Franz said, you know what, let's just make it a competition. 
set up a company nascar is a company apparently the, the company then started the races and that is how the entire sport can we call nascar a sport or no yeah. nascar is the organization yeah it's basically like it's the organization which so the sport is uh, stock car racing but nascar is uh, like fia and formula 1 it's basically like bcca Formula One is only by FIA, but yeah, it's got F two, F three, F four, and all. Yeah, I believe so does NASCAR now. As I said, there are levels you can progress through and go. So that was the answer, Bertie. The next question is coming to you now. We're talking about a book. The initial publication of this book covered twenty three topics with two hundred selected quotations by an influential personality. it was originally titled 200 quotations from the person's name as simple as that there wasn't much to it the work on this book started in 1964 based on the feedback by the members of the committee in place the book expanded to address 25 topics it was 23 topics earlier then they said you know what let's just expand it to 25 topics and instead of 200 quotations we'll have 267 quotations and thus they changed the title of the book to quotations from the person's name earlier it was 200 quotations from that person now it's just quotations from and the person's name now there was a ministry of culture in place they held special study meetings to develop a production and distribution plan for this book it sought assurances that the book would receive publishing priority and there would be sufficient paper ink and printing process available which also kind of indicates that the country wasn't doing so well that you had to make sure that paper was in enough supply ink was in enough supply and printing presses were also functioning now the culture ministry their goal was and this is in quotes 99% of the country's population must read this book and it was even so printed in their internal meeting memos and all of those things Now, provinces, municipalities, and autonomous regions across this country were ordered to build hundreds of new printing houses to publish this book during the second half of 1966. So, in the two years, there is a national level movement to make sure this book is with every individual. And this entire expansion ended up pushing the country's printing industry. And this entire exercise. was the single biggest printing project in the history of the country to ensure funnily enough to ensure that the publication happens according to the schedule the committee disrupted plans for publishing any new volumes of two famous european personalities so before uh, this book came there were two famous european personalities karl marx was one of them so their books were being das uh, capital and all of it was being printed quite a lot and they said you know what let's just stop printing those print our guys books and basically every kind of literature just halted in the country thanks to all of these efforts this book today stands at number 3 on the list of most read books in the world possibly after bible and quran can you tell me which book is it and by virtue of that who was this personality whose quotations were compiled into a book thank you sir very well phrased question this is i in the middle i had to go through different places but couple of things that you said hit the mark 
about Karl Marx and the fact that there are provinces. So I would say this is the little red book or the quotation of Chairman Mao. And the reason I know, the reason I know this fact is because of uh, a TV series oh, called yeah. Mind Your Language in which there used to be this uh, particular lady who oh, used yeah, to keep yeah, quoting yeah, yeah, from Chairman yeah, yeah. Mao. And I wanted to see if it was an actual thing or a prop. Yeah, so so I I did backstory checking to see if it was a prop or it was a real thing, and I came across this. So I'm guessing that is it, the little red book by Char and the quotations of Chairman Mao in the Big Republic of China. Hail to the public! That was the correct answer. Quotations from Chairman Mao Zedong. Uh, basically, the entire country just pushed for this book to be read and to be followed everywhere. The two uh, authors, uh, which I said, whose work stopped was. Uh, it was actually the complete works of Marx and Engels. Uh, the books had been publishing uh, complete works of Marx and Engels, but they stopped the distribution. As of late 1970, more than 8 million copies of the four-volume set of the selected works of Marx and Engels had been printed, both hardcover, paperback, but they could never be sold. 8 million copies. And uh, then in 1979, 12th Feb, the publicity department of Chinese Communist Party ordered to stop publishing quotations from Chairman Mao Zedong. So for 13 to 14 years, they just went on a rampage oh. like, this is the book that you will print. I mean, it's the third most <laughs> read book in the world. Okay, for all the listeners out there, if you want to know about a brilliant story about Chairman Mao and an Alfonso Mango, tune into an IWTK episode, which is short, long time back. Just go, you YouTube, just put Chairman Mao, IWTK and Alfonso Mango. That's one really nice story. Uh, I'll go back of. and also make the SEO work for that uh, search items. Like if you're searching for Chairman Mao, Mango and Indian cuisine, you'll come across India once you know. So you were saying something? No, I was saying that... Um, I, I, I find this claim very funny. Like when you said the most read book in the world after the Bible. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, and yeah. I've seen so many books in my life which claim this. Agatha Christie. Like I remember at one point of time, Alistair McLean novels were said to be the most read after the yeah. Bible. Right? It's like it's like one random publicity. Uh, it's like certified by UNESCO type of thing, right? Like everybody says... Can I also interject and say it is not true for the Bible also. <laughs> <laughs> <It's fine>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because the number of Bibles or more doesn't mean read. The Gideons made sure that there's a copy of the New Testament, the Bible, in mm, every yes. hotel in the United States. Just because you publish it, it doesn't mean it's being read. So even that claim is bogus. Before we go forward, if you, the listener, are listening to this episode so far, I'm guessing you are rather enjoying yourself. Am I right in thinking so? I mean, when you have content, and I say content with quotes around it, when you have content at your fingertips, why else would you give someone your valuable time, right? And the reason I'm saying this is because if you have enjoyed this podcast so far, I want you to pick up your phone, go to your podcast player, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and I want you to follow the podcast if you haven't. If you have already, you are the best. But if in case you haven't, do follow the podcast. I will genuinely, truly owe you one. So yeah, follow the show. It's simple as that. Another thing that I want to add right now is uh, also some of you who have been listeners of the podcast Quiz Time India and uh, follow the page on Instagram. Some of you might know that I have been working with a podcast called Spooked. 
it is produced by snap studios uh, they are based out of us and they are doing some really amazing podcast work and uh, on spooked i had a really interesting role as a podcast maker spooked is easily one of the most interesting and also the biggest shows that i have worked on uh, let me tell you how big it is it is heard on over 500 public radio stations across the united states and downloaded over 2 million times every month that is quite a big number for a podcast Uh, my profile on the show was that of a story scout so the show spooked is about uh, first hand paranormal experiences of people and uh, my role was to find these first hand paranormal stories from india and uh, then we present it uh, to the audience so if you are from india or an indian subcontinent and if you had a paranormal experience please do reach out to me on social media at the rate pod studio 41 and on email that is studio41podcast@gmail.com now on with the quizzing by the way uh, when it came to mao uh, there was this interesting story really interesting story that i found and i could have made that into a question in the 60s chinese authorities basically targeted four pests for elimination which were rats flies mosquitoes and sparrows and sparrows were mao's personal favorite or uh, rather he had a vendetta against sparrows his logic was sparrows eat grains and thus chinese people will not have enough grains to eat so he started something called as a smash sparrows campaign basically kill all the sparrows they did kill all the sparrows like What? as many like hundreds and thousands of lakhs of sparrows were killed yeah. and they did and that was thought to be uh, the reason you know now the sparrows can't eat grains we'll have a bountiful crop but uh, turns out the sparrows were eating the worms on those crops and china went through a great chinese famine between 59 and 61 after which the campaign against sparrows ended and they settled on bed bugs oh a question of this because of aditya mentioning the cultural ministry okay at one point of time in the same sequence 1966 sequence the cultural ministry of china uh, realized that there was a particular color which everybody had a negative impression of because it meant uh, there was no progress or it meant stop and they wanted it to be changed so they tried to implement a law which went against every single law of that sort in the world and the entire country went into chaos So what did the Chinese Culture Republic try to do, and why did it fail? I'm guessing it is uh, the color red uh, because uh, you know it's little red book. It's the red army. It is uh, the red flag. So they stop like the stop signal can't be red. It will be some other signal. <laughs> yeah, and everyone didn't know when no, to stop tried, or not. They tried to make red as go and green as stop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, now I have two three stories. One in cricket, this used to happen. Third umpire. So up until 1996 or 1998, the third umpire decision, if it is out, would be green because it's green light for the batsman to walk back to the pavilion, oh right? God. And it was so stupid. Yeah. Like I remember Hero yeah. Cup in Calcutta. Yeah. There was no. this whole confusion of you know what is red, what is green. The wrong light. The wrong light, right? Like and and then eventually, I think somebody grew a brain and said that hey, red means negative, so it means out. Green means positive, so it means not out. 
So Chinese government and ICC are similar in that sense. <laughs> like if tomorrow okay. someone asks a question, what is common to ICC and the Chinese uh, communist <laughs> government, communist party, it's this. I should hide my... Uh... Oh, yes, red color. <laughs> For those who are listening on audio, Aditya is wearing a red color t-shirt. He has no affiliation to the communist party. Or BCCI. <laughs> or BCCI. Also, I should uh, I should say that Aditya is wearing a black color uh, jacket on top, and he has no association with DMK or ADMK. Yeah, yeah, good, good. <laughs> From the previous episode. Or Kamal Hassan. <laughs> so I think a couple of interesting fun facts that I wanted to share. One is uh, when I was in China for a brief period on work, I noticed that almost all advertising there, like billboard, newspaper, or you know, uh, street advertising, everybody I think it is mandated to have red color in it. Yeah. Right. So all ads have some influence or, you know, like a heavy influence of red uh, as a background or at least some red uh, tone. I think that's like a mandate element in all marketing uh, bit. Just a random thing because he mentioned Bertie was talking about uh, Bibles in motels. Can either of you tell me which community of people owns close to half the motels in in, in US? I know of this one. I know of this one because of... Uh... I came to know of this because of this movie called Brahman Naman. Oh, is it? This is the final question in the entire quiz. Oh, really? Yeah. And it is the Patels and uh, Gujarati Patels and they hence called them Potals. I think Motels and Patels become some Potals. I don't know. There's a... like. Oh, a, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So these nice. hotels are... Uh, motel chains are rather called Potels or something like that. That's like a name that has been... Because kept. of Patels. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. I didn't know it was asked in Brahman Naman. This is the final question in Brahman Naman. That's why I remember this perhaps. This is the make or break question. Fun fact, uh, the director of Brahman Naman, which for those of you who are listening, is a movie about quizzers and quizzing culture. Uh, the director of Dutch uh, movie Q, as he calls himself, is now living in Goa. So I met him last week at a, a gig. Uh, so he's been here for like three, four years. Uh, but yeah. Kaushik Mukherjee, no? The man, only man in India to have made a movie on quizzing culture. And his first movie was called Gandu. Gandu, yes. Those are the <laughs> references. Alright, we are pretty much towards the end. Sai, I'll come to you. Very simple question. This is like a guaranteed point for you, Sai. Jeans is a 1998 rom-com starring Aishwarya Rai in only her third acting credit. Iruvar, we spoke about that earlier. That was her first. Jeans is her third acting credit, 1998 rom-com. One of the songs featured in the film is Ajuba, where the crew travel to each of the seven wonders of the world to film it. One of the segments of the song goes, and this is the Hindi version at least, Kehne ko saath ajube hai, par shayad log ye bhule hai, ek aur ajuba bhi hai. The translation would be, there are seven wonders of the world, but perhaps people forget that there's one more wonder in this world. This is a reference to what? Something that had happened a few years earlier. What is this line a reference to? Also, the original translation, this is a translation from Tamil. Adu mura adhisayam dan. Which okay. is a beautiful line. What does it mean? Same, it's a wonder. <laughs> I was hoping there's some clue there. No, the point is Olaha Adhisayam, which is world wonder. That is the clue. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Somebody started singing the song as soon as I said the lyrics. So the question is, what is the eighth wonder? 
I'm I'm just going to go, go through my process, right? I think I was trying to think what are the famous things that have been called eighth wonder, and yeah, um, I think one I remember was King Kong. Like in the movie King Kong, King Kong is okay. Uh, like when King Kong is brought to New York City, they call him the eighth, eighth wonder. wonder of the world. Okay, uh, but given the time period of this, I'm going to guess Aishwarya Rai is the eighth wonder. That is the correct answer. So it's not King Kong; it is Aishwarya Rai. Like that's the options I had. Like, I mean, if if those are your options, no matter what the question is, I think you pick Aishwarya Rai. <laughs> like, who would you like to be murdered by, Aishwarya, Aishwarya Rai? Rai? But yeah, uh, so the song was done in a cheeky manner, and uh, uh, there was a line mentioned, and even the way it was shot uh, was basically. Yeah. But uh, she was referred to as the Eighth Wonder. Is that the context? Yeah, yeah. No, she, she was Miss World. She was Miss, Miss World. World. That's right. World Wonder. Oh, okay, okay. So that is what they meant. And they put her front and center in the sort of the wasn't frame. It, wasn't when that they said, movie Jeans in some way like doing something with 3D or double roll in a way that nobody had done? There's a double roll. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Follow-up question. Follow-up question to both of you. So Shankar is the director of Jeans. Correct. Right? Okay. Now, the movie is called J-E-A-N-S and obviously when Sony came up with the cassette, they came up with the cassette in a denim cover. Oh. Okay, but that is all that is all stupid because the original title was different and Shankar wanted to use that title because this was a movie about cloning and about two twins, Prashanta's two twins which came through cloning and also the fact that they had a dinosaur on stage which came through cloning and some Michael Clinton Jurassic Park wow. nonsense. So, what was the original name of the movie which... Shankar tried to the producer, but the producers were like, it won't work. So, Shankar went for a homonym. So, genes itself. DNA genes, right? Oh. G-E-N-E-S. Yes, that was the original title of the movie. So, yeah. that's why it's called Genes. I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed what Genes was about if you had not told me. <laughs> if you had told me, there is a, Aditya, there is a movie like this, I would have never guessed, like, no. it was Genes that you're telling me the synopsis of. So, in the movie, do they explain why it is called Jeans? Sir, it's a Tamil movie, sir. There's no explanation anywhere. Okay? Watch, enjoy. It's got good songs by Air Roman. That's all. <laughs> and it, it has a Bharatanatyam song where there's a dinosaur dancing in the what? back. What? A T-Rex. How will you explain that? <laughs> this will be my Instagram clip. Cut to <laughs> T-Rex dancing in the background. So, I remember there, were, there was that whole... Uh, yeah, Machu Picchu and yep, all of those yep, things. Like yep, yep. Oh, no, 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 no. That is, that is with Rajnikanth. That's Rajnikanth, Kilimanjaro, yeah. that song. No, no, even in jeans, they travel to different uh, Great Wall of China. Sorry, not Machu Picchu, not Machu Yeah, they go. They don't go to Machu Picchu. Uh, Sorry, Great Wall of China is what I got confused with. Oh, oh, okay, you guys are like, you're probably the very few quizzes who might get this, okay? Follow-up question because you brought this up. So, there's a particular sound uh, which starts that song. Okay, which has Rajnikanth and Aishwarya Rai in front of the Machu Picchu. Okay, now that song is, that sound is the mating sound of a llama. Now it's called an orgle, O-R-G-L-E. Okay, so this is very, very arbit. You can't work it out. Okay, but what is the claim to fame for orgle? Okay, here's a clue. This is something that Aditya keeps talking about before and after the quiz. Some a problem that he faces during... Uh, online quizzes. I'm guessing uh, Orgul is the least heard sound in the universe or something like world. And once it came into song, then it, it just everyone knew of it. 
Okay, go on, go on, build on that. But what's the problem that you said you faced during quizzes? I mean, any quiz master faced during oh, a virtual quiz. Cheating, googling. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So what? How do you cheat? Googling. Yeah, yeah. Sai, Sai got it. Sai said googling. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Orgil at the first point when you googled Orgil, the very first time somebody googled Orgil, it was the one of those rare instances where they got only one hit because there's only one instance of the word being mentioned at that point of time but because that became a record and now orgil if you if you google you get multiple events but it was a one hit google for the first time and that was the very first word that was a one google hit and that's the sound that comes to the beginning of that song the mating sound of a llama i thought when a llama cheats with on another llama and they make a special sound <laughs> is the orgel they're like listen i'm cheating this is i'm letting you know <laughs> i am not averse in the dialects of a llama but it could be so yeah the orgel was a one hit uh, google a long time back not now nowadays you can't find a one hit google there's it's like almost not exist that should be a question over the years what have been a one hit google all right uh, bertie uh this is the last of sort of individual questions we have 13 questions in total this is question number 12 uh berti your questions is is about indian politics or history if you can call it that Ooh, okay. uh one of the many states that ceased to exist after the 1956 states reorganization act this state was created in 1948 So uh, before 1956, when states got reorganized, this state used to exist. It was created in 1948 with Marthand Singh, the last ruler of the princely state of Rewa, as its Raj Pramukh. Now, Raj Pramukh was a position which was appointed by the President of India. So, uh, India, when we got independence, states were categorized into three sort of uh, categories, if I can call it that. there was tier 1 which was called part a states these were british territories which had existed for a long time and most of them still do like assam bihar bombay has changed but punjab madhya pradesh madras orissa up west bengal they had been british uh, sort of provinces part b was the princely states so you had your hyderabad jammu kashmir uh, mysore patiala all of these so what the government of india did they the elections were held and they had their legislators but it was run by a appointed person the president of india appointed this person it was called this position was called a raj pramukh this state existed between say 48 to 56 marthand singh the last ruler of the princely state of rewa was its raj pramukh the first elections to state assembly were won by indian national congress with sn shukla serving as its chief minister whose term ended when it merged with its neighboring state to form what is known today as madhya pradesh this state this original state which eventually merged with madhya pradesh this original state gets its name from one of the most prominent geographical features of this region can you tell me which was this briefly existing state of india okay um i i generally don't have any idea but um this reva thing reminds me of gwalior because i remember one of my friends was in gwalior and he said that university of reva or something 
and I think it's in the same area, and I think it has a princely state. So I'm going for Gwalior. No, I don't know if it was a state. No, that's not the answer. Sai, this state gets its name from one of the most prominent geographical features of this region. So geographical region is most prominent in Madhya Pradesh would be what the forest Ranthambore. So there is the uh, which is the famous uh, yeah Chambal Valley. Yeah, that is. So basically, uh, the mountains of Vindhyas go through that place, and the mountains of India are said to have uh, basically they say it was Vindhya Pradesh, Vindhya Pradesh, and mountains of India basically divide North India and South India. Uh, it was recently in the news because of BJP's performance that all their elections that they won have. I think right now every state has been north of India. They haven't won anything south of India. Maybe Goa is one which they have. They they didn't win. Yeah. They, okay, they didn't win Goa coup. also. It was a coup. Oh. No, they are they are in rule, but it was a coup. They didn't win it. So yeah, it was Vindhya Pradesh. That was one of our states which does not nice. exist. Hey, give that point to Sai. He got it. I I I didn't. I had no idea. No no no. He gave away Vindhya. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's okay, Bertie. I'm still winning this. <laughs> Damn it. Why? Bertie is on 5 and you're on 4. Sai, you're on 4. Sorry? You're on 4, Bertie's on 5. Hey, no, no, I'm getting points for Vindhya's. Uh, Vindhya Pradesh is my answer. We'll edit it in such a way that you know, we'll only Directly. have my answer. Alright, so we'll move Vindhya to the... Pradesh, that's my guess. Directly. Just for recording. Alright, so we'll move to the last question. Both of you. It's for both of you. You can maybe type it on your phone. You can send it to me on WhatsApp uh, if you think you know the answer. Wait, one second. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last question of the quiz. And Sai Ganesh and Bhatia actually are head-to-head on five points each. And everything decides on this last question, which has to be WhatsApp oh, to the group. Did I get a point for the previous question? I was just no, joking. No, no. Now, that, now that I've mentioned it, it is part if, of the arc. You have to part of the <laughs> Yeah. It's recorded. Yeah, now it is equal and we have to like settle it. Right? So both of you can give the answer. This one is open for both of you. Yeah. And it has a bit of everything. It has a bit of history and it has a bit of food. Nice. Oh. So in India or rather for India, the Mughal era officially began when Babur's rule started in the 14th century AD. The word Mughal means Mongol in Persian. And Babur adopted the term Mughal to refer to his Mongol heritage. Now, we get into the food part of it. One very famous Mughlai dish is very Mongolian in its nature. The theories about the name of this food vary one popular story is that the dish was modeled on Mongolian spices. The Mongolians didn't consume too many spices. While mostly lactose intolerant, they had access to a lot of milk and cream as they were herders, which are added to this dish to cut the spicy flavor of the food. Ironically, as I said, like it is Mongol in name, but it isn't really Mongol except for maybe the spices, how they use the spices. The recipe is said to be part of Purani Dili or Rampuri cuisines. Identify the dish. I, I have sent an answer. I'm not sure if it is right or not. Yeah, okay. The future of Indian cuisine depends on this moment. So I'm, I was trying to think Mongol. So if it is milk and dahi, then I'm assuming it's some form of tangri kebab. Reshmi and tangri were two options. Let me 
okay let me give you a hint it's named after a person i didn't want to say that because i think that will make it easier so i don't know why i'm thinking of sikandar and alexander but who's the most famous mongolian ruler that emperor who had many uh kublai khan who's the most famous mongol of all time genghis khan is there a genghis kebab okay i'm going to give it it's changezi so genghis came to india and that word became changez so he is in india called changez khan and thus the dish is changezi chicken and it uses a lot of milk and cream in the preparation of the chicken and as i said in modern mongolia traditional herders get almost a third of their total calorie consumption from dairy products they use seven kinds of different mammals for their dairy needs for your cheese yogurt but interestingly 95% of mongols are lactose intolerant so isn't it true that historically indians are also lactose intolerant well historically all humans are uh those who can't tolerate lactose are the mutants so it is so i was reading up about it it is said that once we started basically agriculture and using dairy products much more regularly some scientists have said that that has led to a bit of a mutation where we have grown used to you know dairy and become basically tolerant to lactose but the counter to the, that theory is the fact that mongolians although they are heavily dependent on dairy products 95% of them are still not tolerant to lactose so that that's where the theory goes on so there's a lot of debate happening on this why are mongols lactose intolerant no i'm reading apparently even indians are like 60% lactose intolerant i only recently like only few years ago i discovered that i'm lactose intolerant i like used to get uh, quite fucked up quite often then i realized it's my milk consumption in the morning um, that affects it i remember i had once interviewed uh, the guy who started uh, not third wave blue tokai and uh, the host uh, i was producing that episode and the host uh, so he's like tell me like is india a coffee country or a tea country and he just shot back like india is a milk country it doesn't matter like you need to put milk in there and that's when indians will drink it i was like fuck that's such a insight <laughs> into the entire business but i've also realized that it's different for different regions you know uh, calcutta obviously it's milk tea and all of that but i think the moment i like you go to guwahati and others it's mostly black tea i think the tea that you get there is more fresher and flavorful also compared to the and it, it, it's not dust it's mostly leaves and yeah, don't so. let's not forget tea originates from our favorite neighbor china, china. again mao chairman mao there was this interesting trivia right uh, if tea came to your country uh, through land then it is known by some version of cha or chai and if it has gone by sea it is some version of tea or tea yeah because of the portuguese yeah linguistics okay what are the points now or do we have a like a face up we need to have a winner because i have not prepared tie breakers yet <laughs> can i have a suggestion i have a suggestion no actually it's a bad suggestion the suggestion was going to be that i will ask uh, we will each ask a question to each other you want to give it a shot yeah do you have a question buddy oh my god i'm sure you will have yeah i hope i'll never say no to sai ganesh Yeah, yeah, I am choosing the right question. So if he asks this, I mean, if I ask this and he gets it right, you win. If you then you ask a question, and if I get it wrong, then you win. Okay. Yeah, it's like a penalty shootout of sorts right now. Yeah. Okay. Sai, go for it. 
So I just discovered this funda last night and I was blown away by this right and I wanted to ask you this. So when Hangover Part 2 was being made Warner Brothers the producers of this movie were sued by a person a person called Whitmill the name is not that relevant he's just an lesser known person right so he sued Warner Brothers and almost stopped the release of this movie they finally settled out of court now because of this lawsuit every single movie and tv show that is made since then has to get a written release form from people like Whitmill who are artists right so Whitmill the man who sued Warner Brothers for this movie is an artist that was settled out of court and now every single movie in hollywood that is made has to get written permission from certain types of artists what is the lawsuit about or what kind of artists do you need to get permission from because of this movie so what we can see is a poster of hangover 2 with the primary cast and a monkey is on top of bradley cooper yeah basically oh, that interesting okay i have two answers i'll go for one right now okay the one thing that i can see in this photo which is very clear is uh, that tattoo so was this person who came up with the tattoo and he was not given credit yes Ooh. okay is absolutely correct right so victor whitmill is the man uh, have you guys seen hangover 1 yeah this is a mike tyson tattoo right yeah mike tyson tattoo exactly it's a mike tyson tattoo right so whitmill is the artist behind mike tyson's tattoo so there was no problem with hangover 1 because mike tyson had the tattoo in part 2 they drew the same tattoo on ed helms face so whitmill took them to court saying this is my design you cannot use it without my permission and it became such a big deal now that even for breaking bad and all of these movies or shows where you have a actor coming in with who has tattoos on their body typically wow. a drug dealer or you know whatever it is they have to get written permission from the oh, tattoo artist oh, that is amazing because the tattoo artist has not given permission for their art to be shown on the screen so it has become a big thing so nba players for example like 60% of nba players had tattoos on their body right so when people make video games based on nba players they get license from nba saying oh, wow. you can use the name you can use the face but they can't use the tattoo that's fantastic brilliant trivia right so now like every show and every movie has to get written permission from tattoo artists if the tattoo is shown on screen i thought uh, the poster was ai generated and uh, you have to mention that it is <laughs> if you're using it because that one of the recent strikes the screen guild actors and writers strike yeah uh, their one of their uh, requests or not one of their points was that you cannot uh, use ai uh, for work or you can only use it in certain ways you can't you replace uh, people artists by ai nice and thank you for putting up the visual aid without that i would have got it well done congrats you got a point now hopefully you'll give me an easy question that will have two points for it and by the way uh, i recently read uh, uh, about copyright uh, mm-hmm. i was youtubing something and it turns out even buildings architects have copyrights but it is now understood that you cannot copyright it and it the entire thing came because people were taking photos and selling memorabilia of the eiffel tower oh and then only 70 years later when the eiffel tower basically uh, went out of copyright they could legally do it but then eiffel tower did one thing where they put lights on it so if you go to paris and you take a picture of the eiffel tower with lights on it you are infringing on copyright 
Really? Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, it is like widely understood now that buildings we will not contest uh, if it's represented anywhere. Yeah. Bertie, your question. Okay, this is a, this question was asked already. Okay, so the diocese of Orlando, okay, is the hmm. biggest Catholic jurisdiction in the world. Okay. It has fourteen million square miles. Hmm. But Orlando itself. Yeah. is only about half a million square miles or whatever okay this, this is because of a very weird law which has exist in catholic uh, catholicism is that uh, any explorer who found new land right the land that he discovers belongs to the diocese from where he set out okay and if i tell you that this happened in the 60s what is the reason for the archbishop of orlando becoming so big why does the diocese of orlando become so big sorry can you explain what diocese is like it's the archbishop kind of thing yeah it's basically the, the the region over which that bishop has control for example the diocese of bangalore would be the person who has control over all the catholic churches in bangalore or karnataka like the diocese of karnataka like that the diocese of orlando technically has everything under in orlando but this archaic law which says that if you are an explorer and you set out you are a catholic explorer and you set out and you discovered a new land all that land comes under your diocese like for example if christopher columbus discovered america america will be under portugal i figured yeah, like huh. but this happened so in the 19 who is the person from orlando who discovered in, in the 1960s not not even discovered the first person to be on that place not even discovered like if you put your leg on it then it's yours oh this must be neil armstrong and apollo mission on the moon so on moon technically according to catholicism belongs to the orlando oh nice yeah good funda we're still tight We still tied. Two excellent questions. Just so far, it was so excellent that the audience. Is the the audience is, is the winner. winner. At the end, quizzing the is audience. the winner. And that brings us to the end of the episode. This was part two of the two-part episode. The score, as you heard, were tied, but that is nothing to be disappointed about because I'm pretty sure you got to learn some cool trivia and also enjoy the banter. Yeah? No? Well, we will be back next week with a new episode and a new set of contestants, more interesting questions, stories and trivia. This was Brain Fry. Before we go, there is a matter of the audience question. This week's question is by me. Yeah, last time around I had a special guest read out the question, but this week I was just overworked. I mean, what can one do? Life happened, right? Anyway, here is the question. In 2023, Ford as in Ford Motors released this special edition of the car Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad Brian Cranston was a brand ambassador for this edition this car did not come i repeat did not come with the following gps and communication systems turn signals rear view mirrors and windshield wipers can you dear listener tell me when and why did ford release this car send in your answers on social media the handles are in the description it's pretty much at the rate pod studio 41 or you can also email me at studio41podcast@gmail.com 
That is all for today. My name is Aditya Mattu and I am your quiz master host and producer of the show. The sound design was done by Mukund Gupta. The quiz masters for this episode were Shakti Shetty, Dr. Ashwini Natu, Mondeep Aheer, Keshav, Kaushik, Pranjal, Ayush and Ananda. Ananda also helped in the overall framing of the questions and the flow of the episode. So a big thank you to everyone who was involved. One last important thing before we go once again I have been working with a podcast called Spooked in which I have to find first hand paranormal stories from India so if you are from India or the Indian subcontinent please do reach out to me on social media at @podcaststudio41 or on email at studio41podcast@gmail.com yes social media is insta twitter it's all the same @podcaststudio41 and on email it is studio41podcast@gmail.com you can also by the way share your feedback on these ids also 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 if there is a question or a trivia heavy story that you think will suit the podcast please do share it with me on the same ids that i mentioned before that is all for today see you next week thank you for your time you can thank me for mine